0: Welcome to Keep the Faith Audio Tape Ministry. This is Evangelist Lawrence Nelson bringing to you undeniable facts that will prepare you to live forever with Christ your Savior and never die. Our subject is the Scarlet Woman of Revelation 17, tape number 9 in this series. In this message, we shall deal with God's final warning to the inhabitants of this world as found in Revelation 14:8. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication the rejection of this warning message will bring forth the wrath of God. Revelation fourteen nine to 10 tells us, and the third angel followed them saying, with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb." You have listened to eight of these studies and now I ask you to pay close attention as we put these divine predictions together. But before we do this, we must pray for heavenly guidance. Our loving Father, we are nearing the end of the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Please open our understanding to these inspired prophecies so we may know what Is expected of each of us to prepare for Christ's second coming. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Today the entire world is captivated by the Pope's increasing political and religious dealings. This is exactly what God said would happen. Since 1929, the papal deadly wound has been healing. Revelation 13 verse 3 tells us, And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. In this our day, almost every nation on earth has its ambassador to the Vatican. Even the United States of America has circumvented its constitution by appointing an ambassador to the Vatican on January 10, 1984. For some 25 years the Catholic ecumenical movement planned by Vatican's two councils has been accomplishing its deadly purpose. Today, it is no wonder that it has become unpopular to preach God's warning message, which you have been hearing on these tapes. In a book, The Keys of This Blood by Malachi Martin, a Jesuit, the struggle of the papacy to regain control of this world is clearly outlined on page 15, I quote. It is about who will establish the first one world system of government that has ever existed in the society of nations. It is about who will hold and wield the dual power of authority and control over each of us as individuals and over all of us together as a community. Over the entire six billion people expected by demographics to inhabit the earth early in the third millennium. And just listen to this our way of life as individuals. And as citizens of the nations, our families and our jobs, our trade and commerce and money, our educational systems, our religions and our cultures, even the badges of our national identity, which most of us have taken for granted, all will have been powerfully and radically altered forever no one will have been exempted from its effects no sector of our life will remain untouched end of quotation this is a picture of what the papacy is planning to do when it will gain control of this world. So few people seem to realize that soon the Pope will become the head of the new world order and rule the world through the United Nations. For some time it has been common knowledge that the Vatican has asked to be seated as its world power in the United Nations. On October 5, 2003, the National Council, the National Catholic Register officially took this step with the headline, The Vatican is open to the full membership of the United Nations, page 4. There is no question, the papacy is planning to rule the world now let us look at the last universal world power of prophetic prophecy you will find this in your visual aid beast number eight notice carefully the divine description as found in Revelation 17 one to 5 and there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me saying to me come hither I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations And filthiness of her fornication and upon her forehead was a name written mystery Babylon the Great the mother of harlots and abominations of earth now before we study this tremendous prophecy let us briefly review what God has already revealed in Daniel 2 in Daniel 7 and in Revelation 12 13 and 14. This will prepare us to understand the prophecy of the scarlet woman. Now, why has God seen it necessary to reveal the dragon power in four different prophecies? Because God, the creator of our minds, knows the learning process which is so necessary to education. Thus the Lord teaches the simple before presenting the complex. Like a child entering school he must first learn to add and subtract before he can master algebra or geometry. So let us quickly review the most simple prophecy of Daniel 2. God begins with the image of a man whose head of gold represented the empire of Babylon. Compare beast number two and the chest of silver metapersia, Persia. Beast number three and the belly and the thighs of brass representing Greece Beast number four, and the legs of iron, pagan Rome, and the feet with ten horn but the feet with ten toes, a mult a mixture of iron and clay, the division of pagan Rome into ten kingdoms, as you compare beast number five, out of which papal Rome developed to rule the world as you find in your Vigilade, aid, piece number six. This prophecy of the world kingdoms comes to an amazing climax with a mighty stone destroying the entire image structure representing what will take place at the second coming of Christ. For the scripture states, And in the days of these kings, Shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Daniel 2:44. Now the second prophecy of world governments is found in Daniel 7, which gives the details of how each world kingdom developed and was overthrown by a succeeding power. For instance, the lion arose in 606 BC, beast number 2, which is called Babylon, which had wings. Archaeologists discovered this was the exact symbol of Babylon. Next came a bear in 538 B.C., beast number three, which devoured the three ribs or provinces of Babylon and became lifted up on one side when the Persians overthrew the Medes. Then came the next, the leopard, in 331 BC, beast number four, with wings revealing the swiftness in which Alexander the Great conquered the world. The four heads revealed that when Alexander died, his four generals would rule in his stead. The next beast was the monster known as. Pagan Rome in 168 BC, this is beast number five, which divided into 10 kingdoms for it had 10 horns. Three of these horns was then destroyed by a little horn, the papacy, beast number six, which spake great words against the most high God and wore out the saints of God with persecution and dared to change God's eternal law by commanding all to keep Sunday sacred instead of the seventh-day Sabbath. This power ruled the world for 1260 years. Here again God revealed the climax for God holds a judgment session in heaven and sends Christ back to this earth to punish such wickedness, as we read in Daniel 7:26 and 27. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, to consummate and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Now this brings us to the third prophetic prophecy found in Revelation 12, 13 and 14. Which describes in detail the beginning of this dragon power controlling the world. It reveals how this war began in heaven and continued on this earth. See beast number one. Revelation 12:3, seven and eight and nine reads, "And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head and there was war in heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not neither was their place found any more in heaven and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. This inspired description of the war that began in heaven and is continuing here on earth between the dragon church of pagan tradition and God's true church, which the Bible pictures as a pure woman. Now look at your woman, visual aid, which reveals the true church. The scriptures give us the detail of how it began on earth when the old serpent, that's Satan, beguiled Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden. The war that started in heaven continues on this earth. For God said in Genesis 3:15, I will put enmity, that's war, between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Revelation 12 describes how the dragon used King Herod of pagan Rome, number five, to try to kill the baby Jesus. After some 33 years of harassing Christ, finally, he succeeded in deceiving the Jews to crucify their Messiah. However, Christ arose victorious from his grave and returned to his father in heaven after he had begun his New Testament church which replaced the Jewish church God's true church is now represented by the woman and is continually persecuted for some 1260 years during the papal reign as described in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, as you see, beast number 6. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. You will notice that these verses trace the devil's kingdom back to the very beginning by naming each beast in reverse order. See beast five to one, such as the 10 horned beast of pagan Rome, beast number five. Next, it takes us back to the leopard beast of Greece, number four. And then back to the beast of Medo-Persia, number three. And then back to the lion of Babylon, number two. And finally, to the dragon, who is Satan, beast number one. God is here tracing back through each kingdom, revealing how Satan was able to give his great authority of paganism to the papacy. And then Inspiration adds the verse of chapter 12, verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. This deadly wound took place in 1798, the same date the United States of America was recognized as the new world power. Beast number seven. The papal deadly wound began to heal in 1929 when his temporal kingdom was restored to the Vatican. Today, the whole world wonders after the beast and the Bible predicts that the United States will enforce the papal mark of the beast. To make sure that no one could possibly misunderstand who this beast is, God has given us his number, 666, that is found in his name. These astounding facts are God's final warning of Revelation 14 9 to 11 and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here again the climax of this prophecy is revealed in the second coming of Christ who comes with a sharp sickle. I'm reading Revelation 14, verse 14. And I looked, and behold a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud Thrust in thy sickle and reap for the time is come for thee to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle and the earth and the earth was reaped This scripture plainly states those who will be saved in this final harvest. I'm reading verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, with this background of three major Bible prophecies, all related to the ending of the world, let us now study the fourth prophecy of the scarlet woman found in Revelation 17. I'm reading verses 1 to 5. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore, that sitteth upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arraigned in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and the abominations of the earth. You will find this beast number eight in your visual aid. Here is brought to view the final and complete destruction of papal power. We will list these divine predictions one by one. Number one, you will notice inspiration declares this evil woman sits on the beast. She is in absolute control. Her deadly wound has been healed. She is control of the whole world. For the waters under the beast represent the people of the entire world. As you read in Revelation seventeen fifteen, the waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Number two, the beast upon which this harlot sits is the same papal beast as described in Revelation 13. Beast number six. However, since this prophecy is specifically dealing with its condition at the end of the world, God now declares it has become a scarlet beast. The biblical description used to designate for her sins have reached unto heaven, Revelation 18, five. Number three, furthermore, this papal power is given the name Mystery Babylon. This terminology takes us back to the beginning of pagan doctrines. It was Nimrod who built the Tower of Babel on the plains of Shinar in defiance of God. He boasted that he could build a tower so high it would reach unto heaven, Genesis 1-4. But now, God declares her sins, those of modern Babylon, have indeed reached unto heaven. Revelation 18, verse 5. When Nimrod died, this pagan religion of Satan taught that he went straight to the sun and became the sun god to be worshipped by keeping Sunday as a holy day. His evil wife, Samara Merce, who was also worshipped because she bore an illegitimate son, whom she claimed was by a virgin birth, this child was born on December 25 and named Tamus. He was killed in a wild boar hunt. Since he was supposed to be a holy child they declared 40 days of a weeping vigil to be held each year this was the beginning of pagan sunday keeping and worship of the virgin mary and christmas on the 25th of december and the catholic 40 days of lent all paganism. Number four, inspiration declares this harlot woman to be a great city. In Revelation 17 verse 18, and the woman which thou sawest is that great city with which reigneth over the kings of the earth. This is a religious and a political power. Ruling the world and commanding obedience to her spiritual doctrines of tradition. Number five, Revelation sixteen nineteen declares, And the great city was divided into three parts. This is explained in verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. The dragon is the author of paganism, which is spiritualistic in doctrines, as visualized in beast number one. The beast here mentioned is the papal power, number six, and the false prophet is apostate Protestantism number seven which has made an image to the beast by obeying and enforcing the commands of the beast to keep sunday instead of the lord's day the seventh day sabbath number six let us now consider the words drunken with the blood of saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Revelation 17:6. History verifies that this scarlet woman, the papacy killed millions of Christians who would not obey the Pope. And again, in the very end time, will be a persecuting power. Number seven. Keep in mind the words of Revelation 17:5, the mother of harlots. This reveals that the ecumenical movement has accomplished its goal. Protestant churches no longer protest against the beast for they have accepted the papal invitation as separated brethren and have joined the papacy to enforce her doctrines. Number eight, as Christ revealed these mysteries, John marveled and the angel said unto me, wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which had the seven heads and the 10 horns. Revelation 17:7. Seven. <laughs> if John wondered, No wonder that all the world wonders after the beast. Number nine, please take note. God emphasizes that this scarlet-colored beast is indeed the same beast of Revelation 13, verse 3. Beast number six, for the wound has been healed. Revelation 17, 8 clarifies this so that there will be no mistake, quote, the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And the words, the beast that was refers to the time period when the papal church ruled the world for 1260 years from 538 AD to 1798 AD, at which time she received a deadly wound when the Pope was taken prisoner and died in exile. The words and is not is the period of time from 1798 to 1929 when the papacy was no longer in control of the world because of its wound and the words yet is, reveals that the wound which began to heal in 1929 when Mussolini returned the Vatican State to the Pope is once again controlling the world affairs. Thus, inspiration declares, all the world wondered after the beast, Revelation thirteen three. Number 10. Revelation 17, 12, and 13 reveals that the United Nation would divide the world into ten sections, which it has already done. Quote, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. This is verified by the enclosed visual aid chart of the 10 kingdoms as proposed by the club of Rome. The words having one mind reveal the entire world has united with the papacy but only for a short time of 1 hour the bible prophecy tells us that a year stands for a day as found in ezekiel 46 therefore 1 hour is about 15 days it is at this time that christ will pour out the seven last plagues Number 11, as we consider Revelation seventeen ten and 11, keep in mind the time in which this was written by the Apostle John, some 66 years after the resurrection of Jesus. For this scripture states, there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth unto perdition. Paul who lived during this time wrote in 2nd Thessalonians 2 7 for the mystery of iniquity doth already work so consider the words five are fallen now look at your chart of beasts and count them number one the dragon number two Babylon number three Medo-Persia number four Greece number five pagan Rome thus five empires are fallen then inspiration continues one is which is papal Rome number six next the scripture states the other is not yet come that's beast number seven referring to the United States which did not exist when this verse was written. But the scripture says, when he cometh, he must continue a short space, which means meaning a little while, number 12. Now, this brings us to Revelation seventeen eleven, And the beast that was and is not even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. The word the beast that was is the papal power number six. The words is not speaks of the time when the wound was inflicted by Berthier who took the Pope prisoner in 1798 to die in exile. The words even he is the eighth reveals that this is the same power which had emerged after the healing of the wound in 1929. The words of the seven reveal that the dragon power which was manifested in each of the past world empires, beasts number one through seven, is now again existing in the Scarlet Woman. For God declares, not for long, because this time it goeth into perdition. She will be destroyed by the very nations which she has deceived. Number 13. So it is no wonder that we have come to a time when the Pope both that soon the world will demand that he rule over them in the new world order. This is what God said the papacy would do. I am reading Revelation 18 verse 7. I sit as a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Number 14. What made this possible? the papacy has succeeded in making all churches drink from its cup of false doctrines revelation 17:4 states having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations of her fornication let us examine some of these lies found in her cup as time permits number 1 The Papal Church teaches that the soul never dies. But God says in Ezekiel 18.20, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Number two, the Papal Church says, hell is burning now. But God says in 2 Peter 3.7 and verse 12, the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat." Number three, the papal church says, tradition, not the scripture, is the rock on which the church of Jesus Christ is built. But God says in 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. Number four, the papal church teaches we should pray to Mary. But God says in Matthew 6, 6, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Number five, the Papal Church teaches, and this is found in the Development of Christian Doctrine, page 272 and 273 by Cardinal Newman, and I quote, the use of temples, and these dedicated to particular saints and ornamented on occasion with branches of trees, incense, lamps, candles, votive offerings on recovery from illness, holy water, asylums, holy days and seasons, the use of vestments, the tonsure, the shaving of the head, the ring in marriage, turning to the east, images at a later date, perhaps the ecclesiastical chant, and notice these words, all are of pagan origin and sanctified by their adoption into the church. Friend, this is why God says in Matthew 15, 3, Why do ye also transgress the commandments of God by your traditions? Number six. The Papal Church commands, and I quote, Keep the first day of the week. And lo, the whole entire civilized world bows in reverent obedience to the commands of the Holy Catholic Church. It is the mark of our authority to overrule God's law. Father Enright History of the Sabbath page eight oh two. But God says in Exodus twenty eight to ten, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Revelation fourteen nine and 10. We could present many more, but time will not permit. Like the three major preceding prophecies of this dragon power, this fourth prophecy of the scarlet woman ends with a battle in which Christ will be victorious by completely destroying the papal power with its United Nations. I'm reading Revelation 17 verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb But Revelation 19 describes the outcome. And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he shall judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both, were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Beloved on what side will you fight in this final battle soon to take place here on this earth? Will you be numbered with the dragon by accepting his traditions and receiving the mark of the beast? Or when Christ comes Will he find you keeping his commandments and receive his seal of approval? How you answer will determine the difference between eternal life or eternal death. May God help you to obey Christ. Be aware God has revealed how you can gain the victory with him as found in Revelation 12:11, and they overcame him that's the dragon by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. Let us pray. Our loving Father We must each make a decision now. Please help us to so live that we may be worthy of thy great love by obeying thy commandments to live eternally with Jesus. Open our eyes that we may see beneath the tinsel of temporal prosperity and realize that by obeying Satan, We can only gain in this life, a life that ends in death. But by saying yes to Jesus, we will live eternally. Thank thee, dear God, for thy precious gift of eternal life given to those who obey him. Amen.